When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Manchester United fans, I mean, that was a disappointing loss wasn't it, 1-0 away at West Ham, but welcome to this extra episode of the Manchester is Red podcast with me Sam Hutchison. Today we're going to be listening to Eric Ten Hag's press conference immediately after that game and our senior football writer Tyrone Marshall also left us a little audio review of the game live from the London Stadium that we'll also have a little listen to, have a little chat about what Eric Ten Hag said. Without further ado, here is Eric Ten Hag, followed by Tyrone Marshall. Yes, um, I have seen it in the same same way. Um, I think we um, started well. Uh, we dictated the game. We creating chances. Uh, we didn't take them, and then yeah, one mistake. But even then, till half time, I think we play a very decent game. And yeah, in in two days, so of in three days, uh, twice individual mistake leads to uh, that you they lose games. And yeah, they're disappointed, but um, it, it is what it is. And now we are one week. It's the first time since Christmas that those players have to, um, a full week. Uh, we have to reset, reload, uh, so get the energy back and then uh, keep going. Yes, the most clean sheets in the Premier League. So we would not be here in this position uh, without him. So uh, um, yes, fully uh, my belief, uh, no concerns. Um, uh, yeah, that happens. But I think as a team, uh, you have to deal with it. Uh, you have to show character and be resilient and and bounce back. And uh, so and that this team will do. De Gea is being our number one keeper in the longer term. Pardon? Do you back De Gea in the longer term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we want him to stay and we want him to extend his contract. So, How big a blow is that for the top four hopes? How big a blow? It's, uh, nothing changed, only uh, we could have make it easier when you had a win. But we need three wins in four games. And uh, so everything is in our hands. And we have to believe. Um. Well, I know you probably haven't got to look for excuses, but it's been a very long season. I think this is the 57th game. Is there any concerns at all that a, a, long, a very long season has now sort of caught up with the squad and you may struggle for the next sort of two or three weeks just to get over the line? Yeah, but can't be <laughs> because uh, are the facts. But you, uh, now you can't feel sorry for yourself uh, as a team. 
stick together. Individual, take the responsibility. So make sure uh, you have the energy, you have the focus, uh, and then uh, play as a team, and then you get the result because we have proven it during the whole season. Are you sensing at all that the players are tired though when you see them on the training ground, when you see them in the second half of the game? Do you sense that they possibly are quite tired? Yeah, it can be, but um, tiredness is in your head. Uh, and if you want, if you have the willingness, uh, you can take it. And uh, it's now um, up to the players, uh, up to the players and me and the coaching staff uh, to, to be together and get the willingness in and the belief that we can take it and this team has it. We, we uh, you have seen, we, uh, we tried uh, to, to change that, but that's, that's always difficult uh, when, you, uh, when you are losing um, yeah, uh, and you saw the team wanted. Uh, they put a lot of effort in and then in occasions uh, they go in the wrong positions, they are forcing too much uh, to go too quickly and then it's contraproductive. So we have to learn from such situations to stay calm, stay composed, then you will create chances. I think we had some chances. Uh, the best I think was Martial, uh, but I think we have to, uh, we needed to create more. He was on the bench and of course then you are capable to play, otherwise I wouldn't take him on the bench, but yeah, we have also other options. I think we had, uh, with Martial, with Jadon Sancho, with um, uh, Sabitzer, uh, all offensive and fit, uh, very fit players um, uh, are there and present. And then yeah, you have to play him. Uh, but yeah, in one week we will see. Uh, also, f for him is that one week extra. And yeah, he's a player. He's brave. Uh, he can make a difference. Yeah. Eric, last question. Eric, you talked about. But it's not about Liverpool, it's about us. And because look to the table and we have everything in our hands. Uh, if we bring our performance, so if we bring our standards, then yeah, we will win games. So we don't have to look to others. We have to look to ourselves and uh, find a way to win and um, find a way to get back to our levels. Good evening from the London Stadium where West Ham have beaten Manchester United 1-0, a second successive 1-0 away defeat for United in the space of four days. Another miserable away day for them and the end of what's turned into a pretty disappointing week after that win against Villa at Old Trafford last weekend. United suddenly feeling a little bit of pressure for, for fourth place and, and this was just another really, really disappointing night for them at the moment. It, it's beginning to feel like momentum is is running out of their season and they, uh, they, need, they need this week off to, to give them something and give them that boost ahead of Wolves next weekend and, and the final 
uh, final four Premier League fixtures and leading into the FA Cup final because at the moment it, it does feel like performances are dipping and, and like I say, momentum is, is just seeping away from them. They started pretty well tonight, I thought. There was three changes to the, to the starting 11. Tyrrell Malassia coming in, Voot Weghorst coming in, Christian Eriksen coming in. Uh, Weghorst playing in, in that midfield role we've seen him do a little bit this season, kind of the Fernandez role. Fernandez on the left and, and Rashford through the middle. And like I said, they started fairly well. Didn't create a hatful of chances. There was lots of half chances, but first sort of 15, 20 minutes brought four, I'd say four efforts, I think, that were, that were certainly close to, to Lucas Fabianski's goal. A couple here from Anthony and, and Fernandez that were, were on their way in, basically, if, if, um, if they'd been the other side of the post. And at that stage, it felt like United were on top. They were the better team. Like I say, not, not creating loads, but the atmosphere here was flat. It's kind of a bit, a bit before the Lord Mayor's show in a way for West Ham ahead of the um, Europa Conference League semi-final against AZ on, on Thursday night. Um, and, and it seemed like United kind of had a grip on the game. And then came something that's been happening all too often of late, a blunder from David De Gea. Side Ben Rama running through from midfield, three United defenders surrounding him. And he essentially just ran out of ideas and almost poked an apologetic shot towards goal from, from 20 yards, 22 yards maybe. It, it, as soon as he hit it and it dribbled towards goal, there was groans from the West Ham fans at, at kind of the lack of impetus and lack of quality from the shot. Um, but somehow De Gea fell away to his right, got a palm to it, and it just, and almost, I suppose it dribbled over his palm, just not strong enough wrist. Ball squirmed into the back of the net. I mean, it barely even touched the back of the net. It was going that slowly. And, and that changed the game, the only goal of the game. But after that, it was West Ham that looked more likely to score. The United response, again, was really poor, I thought happening all too often in games where they're suffering a setback and just getting no response and having played reasonably well for the first quarter or so they, they were never as good again and like I say it was West Ham that looked the more likely two goals disallowed rightly so to be fair um, a penalty appeal for a handball against Lindelof not given probably the right call as well but it just shows that the balance of the game at that stage had, had shifted and until eight minutes of injury time it was West Ham that looked more likely to get the second than it was United equalised there was a a little bit of pressure in, in the start of that injury time. Two chances from Martial, one from Fernandez corner, which was a really good chance, and he, and he made a better connection with his head. Um, but he didn't, and that was it. And, and those were the only real chances, I think, of note to, to get that equaliser. Like I say, just no response, and it felt comfortable for West Ham. It was too slow from United. Um, there's, there's issues at both ends of the pitch, you would say here. De Gea, let's start with De Gea. It is becoming a, a, a real issue for United now. We've known all season his kicking is not good enough. He started both halves here by passing the ball straight to a West Ham player. But as, as Ten Hag has said recently, a goalkeeper's there to, to stop the ball going in the net. That's his primary job. And De Gea is suddenly not doing that as well either. Um, like I said, this was a real mistake. Opta released a statistic during the game that he's now made um, that four errors leading to goals in all competitions this season. There's been plenty more that have led to problems. There's been issues with his feet. There's been issues with his hands. And it, it's becoming an issue. There's, there's a trade-off for Ten Hag in that he is, not, he is not the kind of keeper that he really wants. He's not good enough with his feet to play in a Ten Hag team. But Ten Hag feels there's bigger issues in this team to fix than the goalkeeper. However, that, that contract of De Gea's runs out in eight weeks now. United trying to negotiate a, a renewal, but on reduced terms from his 375 grand a week. But it has to be approaching the time when, when he's playing like this at the moment and costing his team goals that it comes a decision that you just part ways and you look to reinvest that money you'd save on wages into a new goalkeeper who better fits Ten Hag's philosophy and style of play. I thought it was telling that, that the players reacted to Ten Hag, none of the, to, to De Gea's mistake, none of them went up to him. There was no consoling pat on the back. Lindelof sank, sank to his haunches, had his head in his hands. 
Malassia slapped both thighs. It, it, you know, it, it's just not good enough, basically. And like I say, it's, it's happening too often at the moment. And then a, a lack of a cutting edge at the other end of the pitch. Uh, Martial started on Thursday, dropped again tonight. Vegos playing in midfield, two goals in 34 Premier League games for Burnley and United now. Both his goals for United have come in cup games. He had a shot on target tonight, and I thought he played pretty well in that midfield role, to be fair. Um, but but he's, he's clearly not the answer. Martial doesn't look the answer. Rashford played through the middle, but he's probably better off the left. They, they clearly need a striker in the summer. Um, but you know the, the midfield can't be overlooked in all of this. The midfield feels like a bit of a... A bit of a problem at the moment. I think Casemiro has had his worst week in a United shirt. He's not been the same player since he came back from his latest suspension. Um, whether it's just the season catching up with him, but then he's you know he's not played an awful lot of games. He didn't get in a team till October, but he, he was I thought he was dominated to be honest by Declan Rice tonight. Declan Rice was fantastic, um, but it, 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 there were 20, 25 minutes at a time could pass in this game, and you just forget Casemiro was playing because he didn't really do enough. Uh, Christian Eriksen now eight games I think that is since he returned to the team. After three months out, it's going to take time to, to build up your form again and build up your match fitness, but yet to complete 90 minutes. He's not having the same impact he was on games in the first half of the season. He's not controlling the games in the way he was, and as a result, United aren't controlling games either. And I think the midfield has been a real issue against Brighton and, and West Ham this week. And that's why United have been beaten twice. And like I say, a few nerves now looking over on, on fourth. They should have gone third. Had they won either of these games this week, they'd have been third. They've lost both. They're still fourth. Liverpool are a point behind them. If Liverpool win their final three games, I can't remember who they've got, it's Leicester away next, but I think Liverpool's are all winnable, then they would need United to drop points in two of their final four. It shouldn't really happen. Three of those are at home. They've got Wolves at home, Chelsea at home and Fulham at home, uh, and Bournemouth away. United really shouldn't be dropping points in, in two of those four, but if they do drop points, especially in one of the next two, then it could make for a very nervous final week if, if Liverpool keep winning, and they really... They really shouldn't be in this situation. They should have fourth wrapped up by now. They've been in control of this, control of fourth place since probably late January, mid-February. Suddenly, it's looking like it could be a nervy end to the season. And this is this is now United's first free midweek since Christmas, uh, since the, the comeback from the World Cup, aside from that international break, of course. So, a chance to, to rest some legs. They do look a little bit tired, like the season's catching up with them. But this is a, a big free week. It feels like they need to. They need to get their mind straight, get their legs straight and go again against Wolves at Old Trafford because the, um, these two defeats this week have been costly and have reopened that top four race and suddenly United need to, to finish the job. Three wins from four will do it and they should be beating Wolves at home next week. But it's a big week for United and they need to react to what has been a poor week on the road. So Manchester United fans, that was Eric Ten Hag followed by our senior football writer Tyrone Marshall. I mean, lots of the questions in Eric Ten Hag's press conference revolved around David De Gea and it was his mistake that lost that game for Manchester United. And goalkeepers, it's a thankless task being a goalkeeper. If you make a mistake, odds are it leads to a goal every time. And when your job is to not concede goals, that is the prime role of a goalkeeper. When you're not doing that, you're going to come under a lot of criticism. And David De Gea this season... He's actually, he's been okay, you know, but I don't I just, he's been, this has been happening recently and it feels like we all pile on David De Gea every time he makes a mistake and it's a bit unfair at this point. We do pile in on him, but Ben Rama should have been tackled before that. Luke Shaw got a tackle in and it just didn't take the ball off him. 
I mean, he was surrounded by three defenders who were Manchester United defenders. They should be top quality defenders. And none of them could take the ball off him, which is disappointing, really, more than anything. But I do, I do think David De Gea probably deserves the criticism. And now he's got this week to sort of get his head back on, get his head straight ahead of this Wolves game. Eric Denag also touched on the lack of threat that his side really provided. West Ham didn't look uncomfortable at all throughout the game. There weren't any real clear-cut chances. Manchester United's best chances were usually from distance or very low percentage shots, which is never it's never a recipe for success, especially in an away game. We've a Manchester United side that have a torrid away record that we keep banging on about on the Manchester's Red podcast, but it's just the away record's just not good enough. And if Eric Tanag's going to look at improving massively for next season, that would be a fantastic place to start. If Eric Tanag wants to sort of challenge further up the table, get into that top two, or even challenge for the title. He's going to have to fix this away record, because it just isn't good enough. He did touch on that in his press conference, and Tyrone touched on it there, but Wegor's starting up front, it's not going to offer any threat, really. He didn't really start up front, he started sort of as a deeper-lying, false nine, sort of playmaker-y, into that Bruno Fernandes sort of role. And... I don't actually think he was awful in the first half. He just didn't really get involved enough. And then he definitely didn't get involved enough in the second half and came off. And in my player ratings, I gave him a three, which says it all, really. Eric Tanag also sort of touched on the starting eleven with Weghorst and that sort of that sort of rolls into the next point about the starting eleven. Eric Tanog's really been dealt his hand's been dealt for him with the injuries that Man United have suffered recently. He doesn't have that many options, he can't really change anything. And he mentioned Garnacho was mentioned in the press conference. And I do think Garnacho probably should have got a couple of minutes today. And that's just a shame really. But going ahead to Wolves, he's got a week to recover fully from his injury. Another week of rest and recuperation. So that hopefully he comes in and starts against Wolves. I'd like to see him start with Rashford up front and Anthony on the right. I don't know about you, but I think that would be something different to what we've seen. And right now Manchester United can't score enough goals. So any change in attack is not going to be a hindrance to Manchester United. Looking ahead to Wolves, Wolves are a better side than West Ham, but it is at home. So Manchester United should really win. And... The top four race really is going down to the wire at this point. Tyrone outlined the maths of a top four race in his review and it is really, Liverpool are really chasing down. Liverpool are in such great form. I don't know where these forms come from or where why they haven't shown it for the rest of the season, but they're really chasing down Manchester United now and this could be a real big, it would be, a disaster if Manchester United missed out on top four at this stage of the season. It would be a disaster if Manchester United lost out on top four at, because Liverpool had done it as well. It's just like a kick in the teeth. And Man United still hold all the cards when it comes to this top four race, but they have to start getting results on the board. And this has been a horrible, hor- horrible, horrible week 
for Man United. You know, two narrow 1-0 losses away from home. Just Eric Ten Hag's now got a week, which is be the first games that Man United could have played this season that they haven't. They've made it to every final apart from they got knocked out, obviously, in the Europa League, and that would be the game that would be midweek this week. Eric Ten Hag's got a week to nail something into his side, get them training, get them training hard, and really turn it round for that Wolves game. Come out at Wolves looking fresh, looking ready to go, looking raring to go, and looking to sort of regain and refind their feet in this top four race. It looked like they had third wrapped up for a while, and now we're chatting about, oh yeah, they might drop out and go into fifth, and that really would be a disaster. So, thank you for listening to this extra podcast of the Manchester is Red podcast. I've been Sam Hutchison. Get at us on Twitter at Man United MEN. Get at us on YouTube. We are now on YouTube. We've just hit 2,000 subscribers. So, thank you to everyone who has subscribed to us over on YouTube. Over there, we'll have every Eric Ten Hag press conference as soon as possible. We'll have reviews. We'll have training sessions, we'll have previews, we'll have news stories, we've got shorts, everything you could ever want from a YouTube channel on Manchester United we're hoping to provide. So go out there, go over there, check us out, drop us a subscribe, a like, a comment, anything you'd like to see, and speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.